Hey everybody, this is Brendan Gersall and you are listening to the Speaking Of Podcast. Today we're continuing a series of conversations uh, about marriage. My wife Melanie and I have been sitting down with different couples, friends, mentors, colleagues, talking all about marriage and how to strengthen our marriages. We've been looking at a book called The Second Happy by a guy named Kevin Myers who we're going to have on the podcast here in a few weeks. And I've just been really enjoying these conversations, and I think you will too. I think your marriage or your relationships or your future relationship could really benefit from it. Today, Mel and I sat down with mentors, legends, people that I have looked up to for so long. Pastor John Simons and his wife, Willow Ann, uh, just incredible couple, incredible story, and it's, it was such a treat to be able to sit down with them. And here's our conversation. We talk about prayer, talk about marriage, talk about life. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Here's our conversation with John and Willow Ann Simons. We are going to talk about chapter two today with our special guests, uh, Pastor John and Willow Ann Simons, uh, have been, they're not just family and friends, but uh, mentors and examples my whole life. And uh, I am thrilled to have you guys here. And before we get into talking about the, the chapter two about get your hands up, talks about talking about prayer, we'll get to that. But I thought it'd be a good way to get people up to speed on some of the the stuff that Kevin and Marsha lay out there about the zones, about how the A zone is the time in your marriage when it's the it's the honeymoon, it's dating, it's getting married, it's we're in love and you can do no wrong. It's the A zone is the, is the lovey dovey stage. Mm -hmm. And then they talk about, then you get into the B zone when the honeymoon's over, reality sets in and all of a sudden they're not perfect. And now you're not just infatuated with their beauty, but you're starting to notice their flaws or the things that annoy you and that kind of thing. And that's what they called the B zone. And then they talked about how the B zone often can give way to the Q zone or the quit zone where a lot of people, especially in this day and age, are tempted to just quit. I think you talked about when, you know, A zone expectations, you know, confront B zone disappointments, you know, a lot of people end up going to the C zone and, or the uh, Q zone. Mm. This book is ultimately about getting to the C zone. It's that next stage that's beyond honeymoon happiness and it's beyond post honeymoon tension. And it gets into that zone where we've worked on and worked out a healthy and growing marriage. And so, with that in mind, we want to hear a bit of your guys' story and, you know, how many, how many years married and describe to us the journey through the zones over the years and how, how you met A zone, B zone, C zone, all, all of it. You don't have to do the age thing to start. I don't? Uh, I think she's going to. We were, I was 17 when we first dated. She was 13. Okay. It was a different time. It was a, di <laughs> different, day, <laughs> it was a different day. Uh, yeah. Let your children watch. And no. It worked. Yeah. You know what? This is the second couple in a row we've interviewed now that last week, Mike and Nancy, I think they were married after like 15 days or something yeah. like that. No, they so, were engaged after so, two oh, weeks. There we go. So now, yes. okay. So, yes. so 17 and 13. Yes. So, but we had always known each other because we went to the same campground every summer all of our lives both mm -hmm. of us did with our separate families so we don't know when we met but that year 1961 so it'll be 60 years in july on july the 11th wow we had that first date oh. okay That's first date. i feel like you need to defend the fact that she was only 13 she hung out with the kids my age. You don't have yeah, to defend it. Yeah. <laughs> do. It's indefensible. We weren't trying. It's indefensible. <laughs> uh, anyway. No, different day and age. And, too, I know the campground you go to, and I know the Christian context. And yeah. you know what? Like, there's, you're all in one big kind of peer group. Yes. So, so We did a lot of walking in circles and going to the store for ice cream. Yeah, mm -hmm. I bet. And yeah. uh, anyway, then we, we started dating, but... When we were home during the year, um, I lived in Oromocto and he lived in Fredericton, Marysville, and you had your dad's car once a week. Yeah. So we saw each other on Saturday night. Okay. But and it was an, un, uh, an unsteady seven years. It was. Oh, on and off. that first date. Well, I lived in Toronto a year. And, oh, okay. And there were times we just broke up. Even, even five years in, we thought because of the familiarity thing and thing. Uh, maybe yeah. we don't really love each other. So we separated for a while. And I just thought, I cannot, 
I've got to have this. Then, then I knew. Yeah. I guess I was 22 then. She was 18. Okay, see, yeah. So. so we were waiting until we finished our education, until we got old enough to get married, until I was old enough to get married. So we were married on John's 24th birthday. Okay. And I, I was 20. And that was we a were great both birthday present. I bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's easy uh, easy to remember your anniversary yeah. and yeah. birthday. Yeah. So that's it's true. kill two birds with one stone yeah. right there. So... so um, we were we both were teachers we had been teaching only part of our first year of teaching when we got married okay and uh, so it seemed like you know we were settled and had salaries and, and yeah uh, so yeah we had we had we were in that a zone honeymoon for a while mm-hmm. yeah things were good we for a while were, were very good yeah. and but it uh, wasn't long it wasn't long before we hit the b zone when well, I remember one night. Oh, right. I don't think the we well Brock wasn't born till we were married almost three years maybe. Okay. So um, you left the house one night. I don't remember what the problem was. I don't either. But she left the house. <laughs> like mad. And an, left the house angry. Okay, so that's your move. Just leave and the house. I'm, I'm not chasing her. I don't even <laughs> care. at that point. I don't know why what the problem was, but I didn't care. I wasn't going out there after, and I thought if she comes home, she comes home. How silly, how childish it was. But she, I, did, she did come home, and I don't remember resolving it. I don't remember what the issue was. So we hit the, no the honeymoon stage a year or two in. I Aren't guess. we all? I think it was a, we I were think childish, that, immature. I think it was the very first year that that happened. Well, maybe. Uh, I had kind of forgotten that until right now. But, um, oh. Yeah. I left the house and I was sure that he would come after me. Oh, it was a test. I was walking and it was dark. Uh, I didn't take the car and uh, our little Volkswagen. And and I thought, well, he'll he'll be right there behind me. And he wasn't. And then I thought, now what am I going to do? So I walked around this circle um, to another street where I could look over and see the house. I thought, yeah, he'll come. But he didn't. So then I went home, and then I realized how different we are. We are so different. Oh, man. We yeah. couldn't be any more different. Yeah. yeah that, that was, that was, that was a bee. when it occurred. That, that really was. We yeah. are so different. And you'd think after seven years of dating that we would have known. Yeah. I feel like dating is so different than being married, though. Yeah. You discover things when you're married you didn't know when you were dating. For sure. You see a whole other side. Yeah, so, the, so you guys hit the B zone had that kind of clash, which is, aren't we hilarious when we fight? Like when you think about, you don't even remember what no. you were fighting about. No, we have no idea. <laughs> and you just, you just remember the, the fallout and, mm-hmm. you know, I like your move, John, about, I'm not going after her. You know, that's yeah. how I would do it. I always, uh, when we, I know it sounded like you. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. it's like the, it's the, I never, I never, uh, I never quite get the guys that sleep on the couch. I'm like, why would you sleep on the couch? If she's, you ma- would if, never. if she's mad, <laughs> My, you're, you're welcome to here. You're welcome to the couch. Yeah. I'm sleeping right here. You have to pick my big 200 pound body up if you're going to move me to the couch. I don't think we ever left the bed, either one of us. No. It, it, during the during the B zone thing, I don't think we ever left the bed. I think that's important. If you need to hang on the edge, stay. Yeah. 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 But, uh, and we never, don't think we ever did. No. But, but it's strange. That, I don't know. When I'm angry, I get quieter. When she's angry, she gets more and more vocal. Right. But, and I'm trying to do better, though. Well, that's one of the adaptations to move to the season. Right. <laughs> you got to deal with that problem. Yeah. And yeah. I wonder if every every relationship's not there is going to be one who's one person who's going to go silent and one person is like, but you you close silent. off and I yes. erupt. Yes. You know, and I yeah. So not erupt. I'm not like an explosive person, but I start verbal diarrhea. I just don't. You that's get her, louder. That's her. Yeah. 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 Which, I mean, yeah, I've, there's been times after we've fought and cooled down where I was like, oh, man, it's too bad she's married to a professional speaker who just. I can hold I can, my I know own. you can, but like, no, it's more <laughs> the times. It's about? more the times where I'm like, you just listen to six sermons. Yes. <laughs> it's like, that, was, that was a one hour sermon yeah. just for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just anyway. I think that for my kids sometimes too. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I catch myself preaching to my daughter, especially now that time. she's in middle school. Yes. Anyway, so 
talk to us then about like before we jump into some of the you know the the, the conversation on prayer it's inter- it's it's all it's not surprising because I know I know every marriage has conflict and every marriage fights and and all that even the best ones but to even think that you guys even have ever had you know headbutt moments and those kinds yeah. of things oh. is just such a such a hard thing for me to wrap my head around because you're such a model of just consistency and you know what what I you know we would want to have when we're closing in on 60 years mm-hmm. you know well, and yeah but there's been a lot of we you didn't we didn't move out of B zone and then lived in and then stayed in C zone we've, yeah we've gone back many times to the right. yeah it seems like we have how many years has it been I remember where we were. It was Brown Slat Beulah Camp that we had a serious talk maybe 25 years ago. Are we going to work on this? Wow. Or are we going to give this up? Wow. And we were 25, about the halfway point, right. almost to 53, right? And we had a serious talk walking around the campground there at Brown Slat. Are we going to work on this or give this up? Wow. Mm. Well, that's that's an important point you're making. And speak on that a little bit, because I think one of the assumptions we make is that it's all going to be up and to the right and that there aren't mm. seasons where you're brought back down. Like there are C zone seasons and then there are seasons where you're brought back into that B zone. And you do see a lot of marriages, you know, after the kids are out of the house, even start to start to go through new levels of conflict and stuff and that there are seasons yeah to to that and to, to hear you know 25 years in my dumb assumption would be at 25 years in we've got it all figured out yeah, you know you're sticking around at that point yeah and it's not that's right. not the case i i actually thought about that cue that we actually went thinking about the cue wow yeah um, at that time and we hadn't talked about that in years but um i'm so glad that we came to that i mean it's just yeah. Miracle, because mm-hmm. we did pray at the time. Yeah. Help us to figure this out. Yeah. And um, it wasn't anything serious, you know. There was there was nothing serious. It was just that we had let things go and mm-hmm. we weren't talking about things and handling things. But we did decide this is worth yeah. saving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So. You know, I don't know who said it. Good marriages are made in heaven. Maybe they are, but the maintenance is done down here. Right. Mm. And we weren't doing the yeah. the maintenance. It's so easy just not to talk. And I'm not going to let that go. I'm not going to bring that up. I'm yeah. not, not going to talk that through. That would be my tendency. Yeah. I've mm. always had this idea in my head, and it's still there today, that if there's something, we just won't talk. I'm going to let that go. Right. And, and in three days, it'll disappear. It won't matter to anybody. Three days later, it's 10 times the size with yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I've had, we've had to learn and make adjustments. This is we've got to resolve this. It yeah. just isn't going to go away. Right. It, it comes up in another way. Yeah. And I find out she's upset about something in the in the moment that dates back to what we didn't resolve days ago. Right. And it's just from letting things slide. Well, if you think about if like if you th- take the the image of a house, you know, if there's if you have a leaky pipe or if you have some some thing that's broken or not working the right way if if you ignore it that's not making it go away and it's not helping it or changing it it's just actually giving it time to get worse mm-hmm. yeah. instead of dealing with it but i think yeah we are all tempted really just to ignorance is bliss or i'll just yeah. you know we'll just forget about that but i think we can kind of compound issues over time without dealing dealing with them but i wonder if the c i think one of the things that they were talking about is that the c zone is really cre- it's created in the conflict and construction of the B zone, right? Like it's the C zone is not even necessarily a place that you always live. It's the, it's what you're constantly developing and working on. I guess it's something to shoot for. Yeah. And they talked about they talked about um, developing C zone hope, like having a, a vision for what it could be and what you're working toward. And you know what? One of the things I wanted to ask you guys, you know, now you're decades in and grandparents and you know you're at a you're at a a, a different stage of life than we are you know speaking from the other side of decades of through thick and thin ups and downs b zones and 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 all the zones you know what what's the best part about this stage of life you're at like what like looking back now you're glad you didn't throw in the towel 
25 years for ago. Sure. Yeah. You know, what, what are the things that for people who can't visualize maybe that this could ever get better? Like, what are some of the things you're like, I'm, this is the best part of our marriage at this stage. What I, what I think of when you say that is the fact that we've given our children and our grandchildren stability. Mm, wow. And they can come home yeah. you know, to the memories. Yeah. And uh, just recently, we've had two, our two youngest grandchildren have moved closer to us. Uh. And they, oh, sorry, they got into the, the pictures the other night, a trunk full of pictures. And it was just wonderful. Wow. You know, talking about all those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just even the, yeah, that's such a huge point is not just what the C zone is giving yourself, but what you're actually giving others yeah. by, by your commitment is just huge. Mm-hmm. So, so just, we're very thankful for the campground as we've been talking about, because that's where we live now. Yeah. And that was, that's been a goal all right. through our, all through the A and the B. Yeah. And, and now that we're in the C, we're, we're there we live there all the time. Right. Yeah. right. And yeah. uh, it's wonderful for the kids because in all of our moving around, the campground has been constant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we had gone to the queue, that would have been very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that stability piece. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. the, when I think of the benefit of, of living in the sea zone, she knows everything there is to know about me and she loves me anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. There's, wow. There's nothing that I do. Yeah. So yeah. there's a trust, a trust, a, a loyalty factor. Yeah. There's not a hint of jealousy that ever emerges on either one of our parts. Right. Uh, over over anybody, another, I don't mean just opposite sex, but any relationship. Yeah. There's a comfort level, mm-hmm. uh, a loyalty, a trust. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can't, I, I can imagine that I can, I can imagine actually even we were talking about it a little bit last week, like just the, just even the idea of having to start over and develop what we have mm-hmm. now, even, you know, 15 years in where, you know, like just the, the knowledge of one another and the intimacy that comes from that of, yeah, I know the worst things about you and the best things about you. And you know the worst things about me and the best, and we yeah. and we're we're in it together. Yeah, you know, and you know each other's uh, little quirks mm-hmm. and habits and likes and dislikes. Yep. and so you're uh, living together. Uh, we're comfortable with silence. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can be in a room together and silent for a half hour. I love that. Yeah. And uh, nobody's sitting there thinking, "I got to fill in any gap. I got to speak yeah. or." Mm-hmm. She, she knows all my dislikes and likes. Yeah. I that, wish I was as good at that. She knows me better than I, and I know her. She probably knows you better than you know you. Well, there you go. Well, yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah. But after 53 years, she still does things that like, I'll think if I do this, if I buy that, if I make this move, make that decision, she'll react in such and such a way. And I miss yeah. it. Miss it after 50. How could that be? I feel after like, almost I feel like there's years, a, and I think, who is this woman? Is there a whole separate conversation about who knows the mind of a woman that we could have and that we could have <laughs> off, the, off the air? Cause uh, that might just be, that just might be something that we're all maybe, dealing with at some level. Today. They are a little, just more savvy in general, I guess. Yeah. Another thing that comes to mind that if we had gone to the Q zone, what would I do with my memories? Oh, what wow. would I do with those? What, yeah. what, yeah. If you talk about them to somebody, then it's a little awkward. Right. They would say, yeah. oh, it's, kind of, well, that's when you were with John, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It makes, yeah it's, you know. There's an awkwardness for the sure. Hundreds of pictures. What would you do? Go through all I the would cut those up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you do. You might cut, yeah. take the scissors and cut the picture, but you've had you to. You can't do anything with the, the memories. memories. The memories That's are not good memories. Well, we actually had some folks last week I, I saw in the chat, like some people who have gone through divorce and remarried and just that, them even affirming like it's it's so complicated on so many deep levels that you don't even really anticipate, mm-hmm. like just stuff like a photo album, mm-hmm. you know, and like, yeah. how do you process those things? How do you healthily, you know, think about memories, all, all those things. I, I love that analogy of a lot of the time we, we think about marriage as a contract, as a set of agreements that we're going to agree to uphold. And then when you stop upholding those and then we're no longer, you know, you broke, it's a breach of contract and we're, that's where we break it off. But, you know, before God, marriage is a covenant, which is actually like a, it's a, it's a 
inseparable bonding that like where literally it says two become one flesh and you, you just can't, you can't separate those things cleanly. You know, it's like, it's like, I think I did a marriage talk one time and I glued two pieces of paper together. And when you try to unglue, it just rips the pulls paper out of you into me and out of me into you. And it's just, there's no, you know, but I, I love that. I just love the, really the health that comes from commitment over the long haul. And I mean, the security, we we're comfortable mm-hmm. with silence. You said, you know, yeah. like we're comfortable. That's something that, you know, you, if you watch people who are newly dating, you know, a, on a date, there's no awkward silence, mm-hmm. but for us, we could, yeah, same thing. We could drive all the way to Fredericton and not say a word. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, we like it that way, yeah. Yeah. you know, <laughs> but we know that about each other, you know? So yes. uh, that's, that's encouraging. I think, I think, one of the things is just like we we focus on magnifying our fears as we think forward. Like you got people here that have been married for two years or ten years and they're listening and, and they're they're looking they're looking ahead and all they can see is the B zone and getting worse mm-hmm. instead of the the benefits of commitment and construction and working on it and what you stand to gain, you know, in the long run. Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting how we, we can we we get deceived, I guess, into, th- into thinking that this is just going to keep getting worse and there's nothing good ahead if, if we stay on this road, you know. So no, that's that's uh, that's huge for people. You know, if you guys had any before we jump into prayer, if you had any advice for yourselves when you first got married, if you could talk to yourselves when you first got married, what would you what would you say? We were married in 1967, and there was no such thing. 1968. I knew that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, hey. I wanted to get married in 67. Right. There you go. And you, you were married in your mind in 1967. Your mother said you needed to be 20. There was no such thing as, as a marriage counseling. Mm-hmm. And that would have helped us so much, even some right. basic fundamental someone to sit us down and talk us through some of the basic things like expectations of mm. roles in a marriage, men, men's job, women's job, mm-hmm. everything from, from sex to uh, relationships with in-laws, money. Mm. We knew nothing about anything yeah. and had to kind of make our way through all of that and even some basic entry levels discussion of these things would have helped us right i think mm. yeah now, practical the, th- the thing that i thought of with this when you said that um is that when when we got back from our honeymoon and the very first night that we were home in our new apartment we were getting ready for bed and john said let's pray together out loud now i was 20 and i was shy yeah and we had never done that in all the seven years that we had dated. We had never prayed out loud together because there was never any crisis. And we never thought of praying together when mm-hmm. we were together. We did that at home by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I said, oh, I don't think so. Oh, my soul, why did I say that? When I think now, that could have become, right that night, that could have become a habit for every night right mm-hmm. and I missed it yeah so if I could talk to myself and to anyone else that's listening I would say why not start now whatever yeah. stage you're at why not start now and yeah. pray together yeah, yeah. out that's loud good. yeah well that's, that's I think she just moved it into the I, prayer I think she did yes. and I think that's I'm a, sorry. no I think that's <laughs> we need we need to get there and I think it's a huge I, I'm really grateful that they kind of started, you know, in the book, they really, they obviously got into the concept of fighting for your marriage, but really the starting point is, is this idea of prayer. I mean, they, they hit that first and it's interesting to me how it's a huge struggle for, I think most marriages and it has been in ours too. Like in people, that might be a surprise. Like you got two pastors here and pastor's wives it's not easy. And I don't know why this is the case, but, and, and they didn't, I don't think they said this in the book, but I thought about this. It's easier for most couples to be sexually intimate than it is for them to pray together. Mm. Like it's, it's actually easier to go there hundred percent. And like every, every couple struggles with it, I think at some level. 
And yet if what they're saying is true, which I think it is, you know, this is actually the diff- that could be the, the, the real difference maker, I, you know, that God actually wants to be a part of that, this relationship. It's not just the two of us that, that he's actually kind of the glue that holds us together or supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he talked about just the challenge of, of Mary, of, of prayer in our marriage. And what are some, let me ask you this question, because I, I do think it's going to be helpful for people to realize, like, we know that praying together is hard and we struggle with it ourselves. And what are some common hurdles uh, that we have to jump over or barriers that we face that make praying together so difficult? Like, why is it so hard? Do you think let's identify, let's identify the barriers. Wow. Well, my shyness way back then, Mm -hmm. but maybe taking the time, just deciding this is, let's do it. Mm -hmm. So maybe we're, scheduling we're it. Christ, we're Christ. We still don't pray together daily. Uh, we're, we're, we prayed on the way in. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we today, often do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pray on the way to church yeah. Sunday morning. Out loud. And that, yeah. uh, that prayer is largely focused on you praying yeah. for the Holy Spirit to use me as I mm-hmm. bring the word, whatever. And we pray... Uh, in crises, mm-hmm. you know, we've always done that through uh, the when years. When there's a crisis, yeah. Lord, help us through this. Right. Mm-hmm. But a regular, a regular habit. I don't know. Maybe as a as pastors, we're supposed to say, "I want to." Right. And it's easy. Yeah. But it isn't easy, and I don't want to. No. It's a, it's a discipline. You, it's if you're waiting until you want to to pray together you never will right i think maybe that's true of everybody mm-hmm. it's a it's a discipline yeah it's, this is a good thing mm-hmm. and so and it'll help me and and when have you ever done it yeah when just as soon as you're done praying you think that was good yeah it was good to oh, do that i know and mm-hmm. the, you sense the father's approval mm-hmm. even when you do yeah. it mm-hmm. and yet the next time it's sort of a reluctant thing later yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, when I get home, or yeah, what, and on and on it goes. I, I think we we discipline. we can we can treat prayer similar, like, and I don't mean this to be crass at all, but similar to our sexual relationship, that is also about intimacy. Prayer is very is intimate as well, and we can treat prayer as something that is only reactive. That it's something that we do when we feel like it, like sex, right? Like sex is the thing that if we're in the mood or if the if the occasion, you know, lends itself to it. Well, this, we, we treat prayer the same way too. We pray if there's a crisis, we pray if there's some need, if the, if the timing's right. But the things that, the gifts that God gave us, whether it's prayer, whether it's sex, I, I find that they're both reactive tools, but they're also proactive in that if you have a lot of sex, it's gonna actually make you wanna have sex more, not less. And if you pray a lot, it's actually going to produce more passion, not less. And it's that I think we we believe the deception that this is only best served when, you know, needed instead of it's a proactive thing that we're supposed to do that actually brings health up, you know, up from the ground, so to speak. It's it's a richness that we're supposed to constantly be releasing into our relationship. The same with same with sexuality, like like married couples should have sex, not not wh- whether or not you're in the mood or not. Like it's something that actually creates the mood, it creates the feelings. And I think I think prayer is the same way. It's an intimate thing that we we do together that has the power to produce, and yet it gets very difficult to do it consistently and with discipline. And and we've we've had the same, mm-hmm. the same challenge. And the same as you, like, we'll mm-hmm. pray, we'll pray when we're under pressure. We'll pray yeah. when one of us needs it, you know, or we're sensing it. But we've been, you know, I would say last fall when uh, we, we met with a, a, a guy named Andrew Denton. He's a, he's a pastor at Hillsong in Australia. He talked to some of us and he challenged us to pray together for 30 days. And we did that. And I would say, I was thinking about this today when I was getting ready for this. I would say that last year was the hardest year we've gone through together. Mm-hmm. And yet we've, ne- we've never, our marriage has probably never been better, is, is my feeling. I'm glad you agree. Yes. I'm, glad you, <laughs> I'm glad you agree. 
And I actually think I actually the Lord sort of highlighted in my spirit. Yeah. And you also last fall spent 30 days praying together every night um, just for the purpose and practice of prayer, not because you were reacting to anything. You're being proactive. And that carried even it's carried even into this season mm -hmm. where we're in a good place in a, in a challenging time in our lives, both with family things going on and this, as you know, still you've you've led in the church for decades. This is an interesting animal uh, we're walking through right now. So, yeah. you know, and yet, and I think it is that we invited God's presence and power into our relationship in a way we never had before, mm -hmm. and the results of that are something we've never experienced before. Mm -hmm. And I think there's such a correlation there. And I wonder if the reason that we struggle to pray at the end of the day does come down to we just don't, we don't believe it's important enough. Like it comes down to value, yeah. right? Like if you think something's valuable, you're, you're going to find time for it. Mm -hmm. And I think at the end of the day, it comes down to a sense of unbelief at, at, at one level mm -hmm. that we don't think it's going to make a difference. And I love that Kevin used that analogy of how, um, you know, prayer actually moves things in the natural. It's like it's a spiritual thing that we do that actually moves things in the natural. And he talked about how, or, or sorry, it's a, it's, a, it's a thing that we do. He talked about Moses, right? He showed, remember Moses and the Amalekites and how when he kept his hands up, and that's the analogy he was using for prayer, that God was giving Israel the victory. And whenever he let his hands down, the, they were losing. And, you know, I think if we really believed that it's that, action reaction like when jesus said whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven if we really believe that 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 power was there i think we'd be more more proactive or more we'd find it more urgent that we we pray a lot mm -hmm. you know it's unbelievable to me how i can just sort of yeah we'll, we'll do it eventually we'll get, we'll get we'll get to it and so i think it's a question it's a question of values and there was a quote actually i don't you read that um there's a quote that talked about just like, if you value it and you get a vision for it, I thought this stood out where, where it's like, you're going to find time for it. Do you, do you see that quote? Mm -hmm. What could happen? Uh, what could happen? Oh, yeah. If you began to practice hands up prayer for your marriage, when you really understand that the victory you seek in marriage is dependent on prayer, you will find a way, you will make a way to pray. You'll carve out time to pray at all costs, even if it means turning off Netflix or getting up early in the morning or setting aside a hobby. Yeah, that's that's the hard that's the hard mm -hmm. truth, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Yeah. So it's like if you really value it, you'll, make you'll it do it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so if we can do anything for ourselves and encouraging one another today or everyone that's tuning in is like like this this does have the power to change the game for you mm -hmm. you know yes it's awkward yes it's a challenge yes it doesn't feel natural but it also it, it's it's not natural it's supernatural and it actually does have the power to really change everything which um what uh how can you guys attest to that have, have you seen prayer affect your lives if you've seen it affect your relationship you know even the you know obviously we've, we've established that we don't pray as much as maybe we want to together but how can you help build faith in others through your story have you seen god move in response to prayer um i find myself uh i find myself not praying when i'm not praying with her praying uh Lord, help me to love this woman as you love her. Mm. I found myself sitting with a couple last week doing the premarital thing and and uh, advising him, looking him in the eye and saying, Christ told us to love our wives, you know, compared to that. Christ Ephesians, loved the church. As Christ loved the church. And uh, that doesn't mean you're the boss. Mm -hmm. It means you're to love her as Christ loved the church. And I find myself praying too often out of, out of desperation I'm annoyed or there's tension or quiet or whatever it is that's going on father help me to love this woman as you hmm. as you love the church and I've and I feel that God has answered and enabled me just yeah given me a power beyond myself 
That, and that happens. That happens when we yeah. pray. Yes, it does. Yeah, and that's. I think that's one of the, the reasons God has us. You know, He can pray for your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Yeah. It give when you do that, it will give you. Some level of heart for them you didn't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I love that. You actually sent me that quote about like love, like learn to love. The spouse yeah. God has given yeah. you. Yeah. I pray for her. Well, in my young married life too. I, I thought I can, I'd like to change her. Right. right. Well, yeah. If she would when just, I, when I pray for me and pray for her, God changes me and maybe that, that, changes, it? that changes her, but I can't change her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really thought maybe I could change the way she thinks yeah. and the way she does things. Well, S- silly me. Have you found, have you found the moment like, and, and I'll, 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 confess to this like if i'm praying if i'm mad at you about something mm-hmm. or if i'm if we're in a time where we're, where we're, there's tension and frustration and i'm praying and i'm talking to god about how awful you are what you do know? you mean i'm never awful. <laughs> and i'm so and i'm so mad and i'm so mad and like god if you would just get her to vote and like my spirit there's like a there's a sense in my spirit of the lord being like yeah i don't agree with that you know like there's a there's a as soon as you start praying for that person, it yeah. brings an actual clarity and it, and it gets you out of your self-induced rage that is self-focused and self-generated. And you, you pray like that, doesn't God turn the spot? Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. And then you think, oh, dear. Yeah. It's yeah, me, I Lord. know, not, I know. Not my brother, not my sister, and not my wife that's yes. standing in need of prayers me. And I wonder if sometimes we don't pray too because we know that'll happen. Like God's not going to sit uh, here and nod his head, nod his head at, your self-deception and yeah. myopic vision. Yeah. So, you know, that, that is a huge thing. Like if you, if there are people listening tonight who, you know, you're struggling with your, your sense of passion or compassion or care or value for your spouse, the, the place to start is just praying for them personally. Like Change you, not even praying together, like you praying daily for your wife or you praying daily for your husband is going to give you understanding about them. You didn't have, and it's going to give you, care for them that you didn't have in and of yourself it's again it's a generator right it will it will generate those things that's exactly the way what you just said is what i've asked the lord to help me to do because i don't understand the way john thinks Mm. even after all these years Mm -hmm. and so i'll say lord i don't know why but you do Mm -hmm. so help me to react in the right way here Mm yeah and it's just isn't that interesting that after so many years and we're in this C zone, but we dip back into oh, yes. the B at times. But after all these years, I still don't know yep. how he's made and, and what he thinks and what his reaction will be. Yeah. So, But God knows, and I say that to God as if he doesn't know that he made John, <laughs> but I say yeah. that you made him and you understand him. So please help me to know yeah. mm-hmm. what to do right now and how to understand yeah. them. And, and he does too, he does. doesn't he? Like he, he yeah. and, mm-hmm. and that's what I found praying for you before is like, and I, I'm, again, I'm, I'm a pretty strong personality and, and what? yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And, and fairly, um, to a fault again, see tunnel vision. And there are times where we'll, we'll have a conflict and I'll just see everything wrong about how you're wired and everything right about how I'm wired. And if we could just wire you the right way, we'd be just fine, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But the moment I start praying yeah. for you though, God's like, I made her that way and I actually prefer her that way. You know, like that the things you're calling weaknesses, weaknesses about her, I actually made as strengths, you know, and you're actually better because she compliments you because you're weak in that area that she's strong yeah. and, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I find the Lord highlights those things as beautiful and values and not just things that are assault on my, <laughs> on my will and my way when, I, when I pray. Maybe that's a reason we, we hedge or hesitate to, to pray about some of the potential conflicts mm-hmm. in marriage because we've done enough of that yep. kind of prayer to know the uncomfortable yep. level of God turning it back yeah. on us mm-hmm. because we really know deep down that when we've, begin to pray like that that totally i'm gonna have to admit yes that 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 the 
a lot of the problem is right here. It's yeah. not her. It's not the circumstance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it is, and that's what I, that's what I was getting at when I pray. I find I don't find the Holy Spirit nodding along with my right. my preconceptions, <laughs> you know. And it's like, and I, yeah, I've done it enough to know. That I think that there is a level of we avoid prayer because we know I'm not falling for that again. Because yeah. if I pray, you're going to convince me that she's not as bad as I think she is, and I quite like thinking she's as bad as she thinks she is right that's now. Not the truth. Oh man, God help us. <laughs> And let me just say to the couple right now that are fighting or fought before this or are going to fight after this, just remember, like, when you're not fighting, how stupid your fights seem. Isn't that like you look back and you're just like, what on earth did we get so worked up for about Mm -hmm. that? And and maybe maybe there's worth some conversation there. The same way that the Holy Spirit is working to construct your marriage, there are spirits that are working to destruct your marriage and destroy your marriage. And haven't we had times where like a fight has escalated to a point where like there was no rhyme or reason for it to go that way. Mm-hmm. And and it, and it would, when you finally cool down you're like, there actually have been times where we've been so off or where I've done spiritual prayer in the house where I'm just like, okay. Mm-hmm. And maybe, and maybe when the fight was mm-hmm. on, you really thought that that issue is a, is a serious, there, but we look back at any of the conflicts we've had over all those years. I don't know if we can, if we can remember what the issue was in one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there are only one mm-hmm. there. Are, and this might be a surprise to some people, you know, depending on your background or if you're a Christian or not, but I do, I do believe there are demonic spirits that mm-hmm. are constantly trying to pull and twist and mm-hmm. distort and, and flare up too. And one thing to be aware of is if there's ever like a sudden flare up, even beyond just your own propensity to, you know, to be, funky with each other like there's been times where we've just seen another degree of escalation where I've, I've slowly started to learn like okay there's there's a spirit at work here and I need I need to actually I need to actually take authority over that mm-hmm. before I can even talk to her like I'm actually not hearing her I'm hearing some other influence right now and we both are and I just think that's a thing mm-hmm. that you know it's interesting that Kevin used the analogy of a battle you know, there is, yeah. there is a battle going on. There's an enemy. Yeah, there really is. You can't have a battle without an enemy. Yeah. Absolutely. And he... He doesn't like marriage. No. Marriage was God's idea, and marriage is a gift that he wants to destroy. Mm-hmm. And and you, you better believe there are there are forces yeah. working against you. And, and, you know, that helps. And there have been times where we've we've sensed that in our relationship or even in the house the kids are being monsters or whatever mm-hmm. and it's more than just they're being kids there's just a thing going on you can feel it in the house there's a yeah. heaviness and when we go to war though and we recognize that that actually brings us closer together because mm-hmm. all of a sudden then we realize hey you're not my enemy you're not my enemy that spirit is or that mm-hmm. deception is or that lie spirit, is you yeah. know and it, it actually brings us closer together when we recognize our correct enemy but yeah. That might be later on in the book. I don't know. I haven't read. Maybe. I'm actually, I'm actually doing this Reading the same rate you guys time. are. So. Oh, really? We, yeah. yeah we've only read the I'm two all, chapters. I'm all caught yeah. up. So I got to okay. read the next chapter too. Which <laughs> people are like, you didn't proofread this before you did it. I'm like, no, I actually didn't. But uh, I, I've spent a lot of time with Kevin, so I'm, yeah. I'm pretty convinced. I actually, I have perused the other stuff. So, but. Um, yeah, so that that's huge. So let's get let's before we kind of land the plane here. I thought it would be really worth just talking practically, you know, we've, we've hit the, we've hit the kind of the barrier stuff, the challenges we've hit, you know, the trying to create a vision for why you should pray. It really does work. It really does bring you closer together. It it absolutely changes you, you know? Um, and I would, I would just do a little plug too here for, um, you as an individual need to be a person like before even praying together, we need to be people of prayer ourselves as individuals and I know there are people here who are tuning in that your spouse maybe isn't even a believer. Mm-hmm. You know, all the more reason to be praying for them mm-hmm. and to be a person of individual prayer. So we've talked about getting a vision and value for prayer. Let's talk really quick about how to pray. Like, and I think at the end of the day, another reason people don't pray is it's not that they don't believe it's valuable. They just don't know how, like, or they'll hear somebody who's really eloquent and they'll think, well, I can't do that. Or they'll hear, you know what I mean? And they'll think that I can't do it right, mm-hmm. you know? And so the question would be, what advice would you give to a couple who are hearing this challenge? They've never prayed together. 
maybe never even prayed out loud before, uh, um, or maybe don't pray in general, what advice would you give them to get going in this very intimidating? We realize, we realize this is an intimidating conversation and probably of all the weeks, this is probably going to be the, the most challenging one to actually walk out. Mm -hmm. Um, what advice would you give to a couple that are like, they're hearing this and they need, you need to start praying. So what would you say? I think it's more, more prevalent today than maybe ever before that a lot of Christians never pray out loud. Yeah. They yep. won't pray together because they never, they, they don't pray out loud yep. unless it's a very short prayer over a meal mm-hmm. or whatever. But prayer really, do they somehow think prayer, prayer isn't just for the professionals. They think yep. that mm-hmm. well, you pastors, right. you, you pray out loud and that was such a wonderful prayer. There's no wonderful prayers. Yeah, that's Our, right. Your prayers, my prayers are no more powerful than anyone else's prayers. Prayer is just. Mm-hmm. nothing more than talking to God, your father mm-hmm. about your spouse or whatever yep. you're praying about. Yeah. It doesn't, there's no such thing as God isn't thinking that's an eloquent prayer. No, he's not impressed. <laughs> oh, gracious heavenly father, we beseech thee today in all of thine yeah. splendor. Like he's like not like it has to do with phrases yeah. or, mm-hmm. or, or what you say. If it's a, uh, a simple prayer mm-hmm. from the heart. Father, I'm I'm speaking to you today. Help Willow Ann and I. We're facing this issue and we don't understand each other and we, we don't know what to do about this issue we're facing. We're just asking you for help. Yep. And stop and the other one pick it up. And you're talking to the father who loves you mm-hmm. about a problem in your life. Mm-hmm. What could be simpler? But yeah. You know, you use your words, right? Like that's yeah. That's where you, the same way we're able to talk to one another this way. It's no different. Just aim it at God, yeah. and that's the. But I liked what he said in the book about the A C T S. Yeah. And you've talked to people about that too. I yeah. In your counseling and, and all. And yeah. Converts class. Yeah. 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 It's like an acronym to. Yeah. Right. It's and Sometimes. that helps you really facilitate a prayer time. It does. You know. Yeah. But and I think that's something that would be really good for people to. to I think to so because I think our natural thing is to go right to the S. Yeah. Which yes. I liked the, how he said it. The stuff. S is for yeah. stuff yeah. and all the stuff that's going on because that's what's foremost in our yeah. minds. Yeah. yeah. And, and the but Lord, to do the other, yeah. the A and the C and the T is so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think we, we, and that's what's so, and the point you make so important is prayer is much more than just taking the stuff to God. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one of my favorite definitions of prayer is prayer is keeping company with God. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's actually the, it could be a, a wordless ride to Fredericton. Mm-hmm. That's God aware, mm-hmm. right? It's yes. it's keeping company with God. Sometimes it's not even words, but so I would encourage people to 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 step out and, and think about having a prayer life, learning how to keep company with God. Use those tools like adoration, like tell God why, like put a word, like why God you're awesome, mm-hmm. yeah. God thanks for being good, mm-hmm. right? And then it goes to confession, Lord. Help me in my <laughs> list A through Z, whatever. Like yeah. if you ask or if you ask him, sometimes we don't think we have anything to confess. And then you pray, you know, search me and, and, and see if there's any wicked way in me. He'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and, and then the power of Thanksgiving is yeah. huge. And you mentioned, I think it was you, Willow Ann, just saying, or maybe it was you, John, just saying, you know, gr- talking about praying over, before a meal. That might be a place for some of you to start. Like mm-hmm. some of you have never, mm-hmm. never prayed before. Is like when you sit down, just give God thanks together and just say, God, mm-hmm. thank you for our jobs. Thank you that we were able to pay for this food. Thank you for this food and this roof over our head. Amen. Mm-hmm. You know, don't. Yep. And I would, I would encourage you to not say a blessing in the sense of God bless this food. Say thanks. Mm-hmm. Actually, like say, yeah. say thank you. Um, and that might be a place to start together. That might be the first time you ever prayed out loud together. And it's, that's something It's a baby step. And if you're in a group or, I know we can't have people into our homes now for meals, but we will get back to that. Mm -hmm. And you have people there that maybe don't do that or haven't been used to praying. What a great way to introduce people to Mm -hmm. the, to the, the comfort 
yeah. of talking to Jesus. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. What other, uh, any other, any other tips we could, I love what you said too, Pastor John, about, um, again, it's not really about the words that you use, you know, at the end of the day, it's about, it's about interacting with God and it's about faith. It's about, it's about putting your faith and your trust in him. It's not about, and that's why Jesus actually condemned. He said, don't pray the way that the religious do with mm-hmm. big words to be seen. Mm-hmm. You know, God actually yeah. would much rather you come to him authentically. You know, like you might not be a person of many words. We'll come with your few words then, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I think that's huge. I think the biggest thing, and unfortunately I wish I wish I had a better tip than this other than you just got to do it. Just do it. Take the first step. You just got to try, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. and fumble your way through it, right? And it will be awkward yeah. at first. Yeah, and okay. you've grown in that. And I think, uh, is it fair for me to say that, you know, what we've we've been on a journey praying together, and one of the reasons you were slow, you were more comfortable praying with other people than you yes. were with me for a long time. Yes. And uh, I still think that's true sometimes. Yeah. And, and, and part I'm of it's work in progress. Well, part of it's because I'm a professional <laughs> yes. prayer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And That's but true. so but you're you're but you've been wrongly intimidated by that, right? And it's like there's a again there's no there's no good prayers or bad prayers in the sense of words. It's authenticity, mm-hmm. and and you've really grown in our relationship in that. But it's one of those things: the more you do it, the more comfortable yeah. you are. Yeah, for whether sure. Whether you're with your spouse, whether you're with a group of people, you just got to do it. And yeah. once you start doing it, it gets easier the more you do it. Like anything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He uh, there's a quote there. I wrote it down. Kevin said, or Marsha, I'm not sure who. Um, they did a really good job of writing together. I don't know how you do that, but um, so don't just talk about praying. Do it. Mm-hmm. Pray however you can. The most difficult moment will be the first time you try it. It may be awkward. Mm-hmm. Don't let that stop you from praying. Pray together. And then he challenges you. Pray together seven consecutive days, and it will stop feeling quite so weird. It'll probably still feel weird. But not quite not as quite weird. So yes. weird. It's just yes. weird. It just yeah. is. It is. Mm-hmm. We all and and let us be the first to say that as pastors. Like we it's weird for us. It's just weird. It's easier for us to flip on or to pray suits. in front of a group of people. Yeah. Your yeah. It's easier to pray in front of a group of people yeah, than, than your spouse. Saying, yeah. For sure. Yes, it is. It's it's mm-hmm. it's so intimate. Yep. Mm-hmm. But you're married. <laughs> it's intimate. And this is the most important thing we can do. A couple tips I, I wrote down um, that weren't in the book, but I thought might be helpful. So, and this is connected to maybe, maybe saying grace is a place for some of you to start. Um, but just find a window, find a window that you know, you can, you can work. Um, for us, usually it's right before we turn the lights off yeah. at bed, you know, like we'll, we'll, we'll do that. But maybe for some people, you don't see each other before bed. Maybe it's, uh, you know. Maybe it's in the car on the way to work. Yeah. Just find a window. that, And it doesn't have to be a prolonged prayer time. It's a, honestly one minute of prayer together is a win. One word of yes. God, like God bless her today as she goes about her day. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. If you do that 30 days in a row, that will change you. Yes. It will change your marriage. And so the Lord will bless that. 100%. Mm-hmm. So I would just say find a window. Don't feel like it's got to be huge. You don't have to... You know, we don't have to fast and pray all week and going to do four hours tomorrow and good yeah. luck. You know, I would start simple. <laughs> totally. Yeah, start That's simple. a better way to say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Start simple. Just find yeah. a little window to work and work it and watch God work through that. And and I've seen this. I know you guys have. You give God an inch, he'll take a mile. Mm-hmm. And and he's amazing at that. He just needs you to crack the door open a little bit. I always picture yeah. the in Revelation where Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock and anyone who will open it and let me in, I'll come in. And it's like, I always picture Jesus like, you just crack it open a little bit and he just sort of barges in like Kramer, you know, like just, <laughs> just you didn't just compare the Lord to Kramer. I know you didn't did. just, <laughs> no, but like you just you give him an, an inch, inch. you give him an inch, like he'll, and that's what he means by mustard seed faith. It's like, just needs a little tiny bit and he'll grow this big giant thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I think, so be encouraged. Like you don't have to go from this feeling like you need to be prayer experts or prayer Mm -hmm. warriors or, you know, 
just do it and just do it small even just find a spot and then the other thing i jotted down was maybe pick a project like maybe there's a thing that you're going through right now that uh you know can be your the thing that you pray together for because maybe some of you're like i don't know how to pray for her we'll just pray together then maybe you're going through a financial issue or maybe there's a work issue or maybe there's a relationship issue you know, pick a project then to pray for and, and until you see an answer. I thought about maybe doing that, like circle something in prayer. By circle, I mean just keep circling it, like do keep yeah. praying for it. So any other final thoughts or tips? I love the thought of praying without ceasing. Mm. We haven't talked about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and um, I I picked sea glass on the shore and and, and some of my Precious times with the Lord have been there while I've been doing something else, yep. mm-hmm. but talking to him. Yeah. And uh, a lifestyle yeah. of prayer. Yes. Kind of, just yeah. keeping just, it ongoing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a huge point you make. Yeah. And and that's most of my prayers walking my dog. Mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah. I, I pray, yeah. I pray just walking the dog down the path of the mm-hmm. golden retriever butt in my face, you know, like it's not, it's not mystical. It's not, you know, I don't, put on burlap and burn incense and, you know, go, go into the Holy of Holies. It's, it's natural. It's normal in life. I think that's a huge, I have 68 minutes drive to work, 68 minutes drive home from work. Right. That's a lot of time. Yeah. You don't have to have your eyes closed to pray. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. Something came to my mind that happened to us a long time ago. um, And it had to do with prayer that John was in a course and uh, when we were in Kentucky, and he was studying to be a pastor, and uh, and one of the one of his assignments was to pray for how many hours a day was was we were that? To tithe our waking hours wow. in prayer. Yeah. Yes, sir. and it almost broke us. It and almost, it really did. It she almost, understood then why John Wesley's wife poured molasses in his hair. I actually oh, said that to him. I understand why she did that. I'm trying to pray an hour and 20 minutes a day with with four hours in class and four more in the books. And I was so angry at the professor. I oh, thought, boy. Our and children. It got, it got to be bad. a legalistic thing. Yeah, totally. We had two children. They were seven and eight. And our house, the place that we lived in, was 550 square feet. That was the entire house. And to get along. It was, it was, he was in the bedroom. And I would insist to be himself. quiet while I'm praying. <laughs> yeah. Was, your kids. Yeah. It was, it was brutal. Yeah. It was brutal. So I don't think you should take this to the extreme is what I'm well, saying. Don't, Start yeah. Simple. You Praying said that. is yeah. wonderful. Yeah. It's a gift. It simple. It's a like, minute or two to start yeah. praying together. Yeah. Just, you're I'm so sure right. that professor meant well. Yeah, mm-hmm. bad but for move. us it didn't work. Right. No, uh, right. well, it's like when Jesus came, and um, you know he was getting criticism for healing on the Sabbath, and they turned this thing that God had given as a gift to replenish and help people into something that was oppressive and a burden that was crushing them. And that's why Jesus said, "God made the Sabbath for man, not man for the Sabbath." And the mm-hmm. same is for prayer. If it's, yes, it's something you have to work. It's something you have to step out and do, but it's not made to work you. It's not supposed to be this, this oppressive burden that we put on our, it's, it's actually a tool and a gift that God has given. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing we would be saying to everybody tonight is, um, don't sleep on the most, the the tool with the most potential to transform your whole life and marriage is prayer. And if you see it like that, you will, you will start to use it more and more and it will change you um the disciples said to jesus teach us to pray and and that prayer is so simple if if couples who have never prayed together Mm. would start this simple and say father let's say the guy's praying father thank you for this this Mm -hmm. my wife that you have given me yep and father and uh you pray that yep you pray that, and you'll find you'll be, you'll feel more. You'll begin to sense a, a deep sense of thankfulness, yep. and you pray that Lord help me to love her, yep. like you love her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you'll find you'll yeah God answers those prayers. He yes. does those two yeah. simple prayers. Yep. Then that's a simple enough way to start. Mm-hmm. You thank God for the spouse He's given you, yep. and you pray that the Father will help you 
love your spouse. Yep. Mm-hmm. Watch him answer. He will. Yeah. He, he will. absolutely will. Yeah. Could you pray that over the couples uh, watching tonight as we yes, as we wrap up? Yes, I'd I love to just yeah. pray for that. Pray that I'd love to. God yeah. unlocks prayer in their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Father, thank you for these uh, moments together, and I pray for all of those that are watching this tonight. Oh God, uh, the disciples said it so simply: "Teach us to pray, Father." Teach us to pray. Mm. Uh, teach, uh, help Willow and I, give us a new day mm. in terms of praying together. Today we make a fresh commitment to you to each and to each other and to pray and to pray together. And Father, I do thank you. I thank you for this. I thank you for Willow Ann that you have given to me all part of your plan. I thank you for that. Mm. Father, help me to love her as you love her. Help me to love her as Christ loved the church. And Father, for all of those listening, watching, I pray, Father, I pray a new day. I bless every marriage. And I pray, Father, that uh, even even this moment that uh, they would commit themselves to praying being grateful and giving thanks for their spouse and praying for their spouse yes, and beginning this day and to pray that out loud and praying and praying together. Father, we know that marriage is your idea mm-hmm. and we thank you for it. And thank you for all the good you've brought into Willow Ann and my life because of this marriage. You're a great God mm. and we do love you. Yeah. And we pray this prayer in the strong name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Yes, thank you so much. This was so special to us, and I know everybody watching was so appreciative. Thanks for tuning in today, everybody. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with John and Willow Ann as much as we did. We sure benefited from it, and I hope you did too. Hey, if you haven't already, please leave us a positive review. Would you share it? Would you rate this? Would you help us get the word out? And we would love to see you next time. Thanks again for stopping by.